This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WIRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We are going to talk with our friend Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt about the opening week in the Indiana legislative session. All sorts of things going on. And of course, the big issue is that proposed hike in the gas tax. The House put their plan out. The Senate going over theirs recently, and it's a lot different from the House. So uh, we're going to talk with Senator Merritt about that. This is the uh, podcast Capital Happenings The Senator Merritt and I do each week. It's on YouTube as well as SoundCloud and iTunes, letting folks know about what's going on in the State House, and it works. It just kind of works. It's what we do here. It informs people. That's sort of our mission here at Central Indiana Today. So here is our Capital Happenings podcast with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. 
Welcome into a new edition of Capital Happenings, our report from the State House. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. And at this time, we say hello to our friend, Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. Senator Merritt. Hey, Rob. How are you? I'm doing just great. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Uh, so session has started. It's always like a back-to-school sort of thing, right? It certainly is. And we had our uh, press conference this week, we being the Senate Republican Caucus, and outlined some of the issues that we want to accomplish this year. And and I think we're going to have a very good session. Now, it's sort of like uh, competing agendas. Not not competing agendas, but you have something you want to do. The, mm-hmm. the House has something they want to do. Are you guys surprised when they come out, or do they give you a heads up on what's going to happen? Oh, both, both sides. Uh, we, we, ch- we tend to uh, try to work together on issues, and, and, uh, and also the governor has his agenda. So there are three agendas that sometimes compete uh, on issue by issue, but... Uh, we have uh, knowledge of what they're going to propose, and they know ours. Now, new Governor Eric Holcomb, you were there for his inauguration. What was mm-hmm. that like? It's fantastic. I thought I thought the governor's speech was uh, poignant, and I thought it was uh, gracious, and and he's ready to go. I'm really looking forward to working with Eric. In the show's Capital Happenings, I'm Rob Kendall, along with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. Uh, we're going to get to the one of the big issues that is is of your interest, which is, of course, the drug addiction issue. But the issue on everybody's mind right now, because it gets all the media attention, is the infrastructure funding. You guys came out with something. It's much different than what the House has. Where do we go from here? Well, we'll continue to work on, work on it. There will be ample opportunity for the public to come in and speak on issues and and we have heard um, uh, from all corners of Indiana that our roads are in need of maintenance and service. Our bridges are needed uh, to be uh, replaced or fixed. And, and we hear that clarion call. And so we are reacting to that. And as well as, you know, I think uh, we need to give credit where credit's due with the Mitch Daniels administration. We have gone to great lengths to making sure that we have new highways, we have new bridges, and, uh, and we have worked hard in the last 10, 15 years on, um, on infrastructure. It's fascinating because obviously this is getting a lot of the, the press right now because it will affect every single Hoosier. Um, do you guys sit down, House and Senate, together at some point? Or how do the negotiations work? Because last year we saw you had a much different vision in the Senate, which didn't involve tax increases. That was ultimately what mostly moved forward. Mm-hmm. How does this thing play out and how quickly does it play out? Well, this will be a session-long uh, situation and, and conversation. What will happen is the bill is introduced in the House, and it will go through a, a complete vetting over in the House. And and uh, Representative Soliday, who's chairman of the Transportation Committee, will lead that effort. And it'll, it'll probably go to the Ways and Means Committee because it's a budget item. And uh, once and if it, it passes, you never want to assume anything in the, in the State House. Once and if it it um, passes the House of Representatives, then we'll have our chance at it. And and Senator Kreider is our chairman of our transportation committee, and then it'll be up to him to take a look at it and see what is right and what may be wrong. What but what is right with the bill? And and uh, and our our finance uh, committees will our finance committee will take a look at it as well. And then then um, it just continues. And 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 once it passes the Senate, should it do do so? Uh, we will sit down and chat with our partners over in the House of Representatives to talk about it. You know, one of the things we do on this show is to get people a little behind the scenes, maybe things they don't always see. 
do you hear the noise on something like a Rhodes funding bill? Like, do you hear the advocacy groups already, or do you just kind of walk through the state house with your head down, going to try to do what's best and right, and at the end of the day, we'll start listening once the meat and potatoes get get in front of us? Well, you certainly hear about what's going on in the media, and and. Um, it's good to know I'm heard. Yes, 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 and we we, we do hear what is what it what the uh, conversation is outside the state house and inside the state house. Uh, I tend to uh, tend uh, my own garden with the issues that I'm working on, and and uh, if something isn't in front of me right now, um, it's saved for later. But but obviously we pay attention to it because someone may stop me at Walmart over the weekend and want to talk about it. Uh, again, our guest is Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt, currently talking a little bit about the infrastructure uh, funding bill. You know, your leadership, and obviously people look to you. What is your advice to new senators on hot-button topics like this? How do you advise them to deal with this? Because you've got a lot of young, fresh faces, I guess we'll say, even if they're not necessarily yep. young faces, but they're new to this process. How right. do you advise them to deal with these hot-button issues? Well, well, Republican and Democrat, if you will. Right. We have um, many new people in the Senate. Uh, Senator, uh, Senator Banks, now Congressman Banks, yeah. is a good example. Um, uh, Senator Fe- uh, Senator Zay is very, very fresh. What I try to uh, tell folks when asked is that uh, do not commit to anything. Uh, listen and listen and listen some more. And and things are going to change in the next six weeks to ten weeks. And and, uh, and there's no reason to uh, uh, provide an opinion on an issue that more than likely uh, will change. And so I, what I do is I try to I try to suggest to people who ask that uh, uh, change is, is, is the agent around here <laughs> and nothing is in stone until April. So do guys like me, are we jumping the gun when I get out and get a little animated when the House thing comes out? Because it's concerning to me when I see a body, one half of sort of how this thing is made up, mm-hmm. come out with a proposal. So you do know, we everybody just wait, calm down? No, no, I, I don't think anybody calms down. I think uh, everybody will opine on what the House has suggested and then we move on from here. That's what this is all about. We're a Republican, and we and, and everybody ought to be able to place their opinion out into the public domain, either on social media or come in the state house and talk about it and contact your representative. And so, yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason not to get excited about it about an issue because um, how are we going to not know? Regardless of what the issue is, do letters, emails, the phone calls to you, do they make a difference? Do they matter? Yes, they do. In fact, um, petitions do not. When I get when I get a piece of um, mail uh, with lots of signatures on it underneath a, a message, if you will, sure, um, that shows me that somebody really hasn't taken the time to develop their own opinion and uh, and has signed their signed their name to somebody else's opinion. When I get a, a letter from an individual uh, with the, in their own words, it means a great deal. Yeah, so the form email doesn't do it for you either. Not at all. Yeah. In fact, uh, we send a form e- uh, email back. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 but if someone is willing to give me a call and, and, and suggest something, I'm, I'm, more, uh, I'm more apt to uh, respond to that than, than, than um, some generic uh, uh, message. Now, I do want to point out before we get to something pretty serious, you're, you're very not, you're always nicely dressed, but I like this tie. <laughs> now, do you pick out your own stuff? Or oh, yeah. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a, 
I, uh, I I enjoy wearing different ties because <laughs> our uh, our uniforms are just so boring. Yeah, you wear the suits and you have to dress them up a little bit. But yeah, I uh, try to separate myself out with nice ties. Get our guest is uh, Indiana State Center Jim Merritt program is Capital Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall. Let's turn to something you were photographed pictured with our new governor uh, Eric Holcomb the other day talking about dealing with drug epidemics mm-hmm. across the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. You're pretty impressed with Holcomb's response. I really am, and and Eric understands. The governor understands that, first of all, this is a nation scourge, and 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 we're probably in the top five. Indiana is probably in the top five of, of being harmed by it. And and uh, not a day went by in in the in the 106 days as a as a candidate for uh, the office of governor, and before that, U.S. senator, countless days that he was not reminded by someone that we have an epidemic in the state. And this scourge has to be taken care of. And and he has um, signed on the lead, as the leader of what I call hashtag kill heroin in five years. This is a huge issue for you. It is a huge issue. And because the reason why it's a huge issue is because it's a huge issue for our state. And, I, and last summer I felt like I wanted to step out and be the leader on it, and and hashtag kill heroin in five is something that I feel very, very strongly about, and so does the governor. Now, one of the things the governor has done, for lack of a better term, we'll call him this, even though it may not be the technical term, is pointing a drug czar, right? Correct. What does this person do? Well, I I wrote a piece of legislation last year and created what we call, a, a, it's got a long alphabetical number, <laughs> name, but uh, it's a drug commission. Yeah. And, and what it does is establishes all the leaders in state government from the attorney general to the governor to the department of education superintendent and on and on and on who might or do have a a direct impact what we're trying to do is remove the silos and what this drug czar will do is work with that commission to affect change and but we can't wait for that drug commission to work in 2017 so i have 19 bills that uh, surround go through, handle the drug scourge. And it's just a start. It's the first installment of five. And uh, I feel really good that we're going to uh, get good results and, 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 and get a good assessment where we are with the, with the epidemic. Now, just a reminder, if you're watching us, don't forget we're also on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, listen anytime you want. Don't want to get in trouble at work. If you're not allowed to have that video feed up, you can sit there and listen to us. All you got to do, we're under the, uh, the Central Indiana Today feed, which is my show. Just search Central Indiana Today. You'll see the show labeled right there. It's totally uh, free to do this. And, of course, the premise of the show is to inform people of what's going on in, in the Statehouse. Now, Getting back to the drug issue, is one of the problems, you know, hey, for a while it was say no to drugs, that was marijuana, and that's a very specific drug, and here's how you want to deal with it, mm-hmm. whether that's right or wrong, that there's an approach. Right now you got like three or four drug issues. You know, you've got heroin, you've got opioids, you've got the needle, the HIV epidemic in certain counties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're trying to hit so many moving targets, am right, I right? Right, And And uh, the reason why we call it hashtag kill heroin in five is that heroin's kind of a generic term. Uh, but it is opioid based, and which is heroin. And uh, when you see 50 overdoses on August 27th in Cincinnati, and and that's next, close. Yes, and next day is 12 in southern Indiana, south, southeast Indiana, right in that right in that area of Cincinnati, we have a problem. And uh, and if you just look at the numbers of the saves by Narcan in just Marion County alone, we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Obviously, we've got a problem. 
one of the issues uh, with drugs, and this has been a conversation that's gone on for a very long time, is if people want to harm themselves, how are you going to stop them? What are some of these new approaches? You've talked about the multiple bills that you have that the legislature is looking at to try to get people to help themselves. Right. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's mistaken. Sometimes people make errors. I'm, I'm suggesting a piece of legislation that, that if Schedule Two, I mean the opioid drugs, um, are dispensed instead of the bottles that you get – into uh, blister packs that you can break open. That will allow uh, people to be able to count correctly um, so they don't take too much, and their doctor knows what they have taken. And it's just just another reminder that opioids are are good, are uh, quality um, for your pain threshold, but but as well as you can't take too many. That's one issue, and along with... um, uh, we have a bill that is the Governor Holcomb's bill that that says if you're a first-time uh, pain uh, medicine user, you use it for seven days to start off with, and not any longer. And and then and then the doctor can reassess. And and it's really important with kids in in this regard in opioids. And so those are just two. We have uh, pilot projects that we're we're proposing for pregnant addicts and women. Uh, for um, a residential living center for um, uh, individuals who get in trouble in the law in Allen County. And so we, we are all over the mark. We are working on different aspects. As I said, you know, in golf they say you uh, tee for show and you putt for dough. Right. Uh, these, these are a lot of putts and things that, uh, things that I think mean a lot, uh, but you wouldn't think that it's so pervasive. But this is a pervasive problem. And the only way we're going to be able to do is chip away it because it's going to cost a lot of money. We do have to spend money to get out of this and to to save our society. Uh, but I can't speak highly enough that that we have a comprehensive plan to start year one of, of five to kill heroin. Another behind-the-scenes question, getting away a little bit from the drug epidemic for a moment. Obviously, Holcomb comes in. He's got all new people. I'm seeing these posts on social media about the Pence people saying farewell, thanks for the time. Is that hard for you as a senator? Because you probably get used to working with certain people over four years with the governor saying, hey, if I need this, I'm going to call this person. If I need this, I'm going to call that person. Mm-hmm. What's the learning curve like to find out who these new people are and how to work together? Well, it is difficult because the administration just started the other day. And and there has been there have been some folks that have been held over. Many members of the cabinet have been held over, but there are also new people. And and for uh, for people uh, for cabinet members, maybe they don't have a legislative liaison yet, or uh, they didn't hold one over, and the, the spot's just open. And uh, that makes it very difficult to get an answer for a constituent. And uh, it, it's no one's fault. It's just a it's just a time of uh, time of patience and something that we need to continue to work on but I uh, on the other side of the coin there is a uh, there is a freshness and uh, I'm very excited about this administration they're very committed to solving many many problems in the next four years and as well as making uh, making Indiana get to the next level as they say making Indiana great again yes exactly get our guest is us Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt program is capital happenings I'm Rob Kendall thanks for being with us another issue that's big for you that I noticed that has popped up in the news is dealing with uh, adults and educators that 
send explicit photos to children or violate the public trust. Tell us about this. You were mm -hmm. very vocal on a recent sentencing. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about what the plan is to address this. Well, it, vocal is exactly right. I was downright ticked. Yeah. And it's rare you get ticked. Yeah. Merritt, man, he's really fired up. <laughs> I was fired up because we had a we had a situation where an individual has been, been uh, uh, convicted of a sex offense, in my estimation, and uh, because of just a little trick in the law, uh, that individual was sentenced to six years of home detention and doesn't have to register as a sex offender. And I believe she is a sex offender. I will have Senate Bill 200 that uh, that fills that void, that that uh, that loophole, so that if you do send explicit pictures of yourself uh, and you're a teacher and you send it to a pupil or a child, uh, that is that is a sex offense. And uh, we had to weave through sexting and a lot of different issues, but I believe that we've got uh, amendment to the law in, in, in the way of Senate Bill 200 that makes sure that if the IPS counselor who was sentenced to six years of uh, home detention uh, but doesn't have to, um, have to uh, uh, put themselves on the sex offense registry list, if that happens again, which we hope and pray it doesn't, that individual will be on the sex offense list. It was interesting to see that come down. Is a lot of that on the local prosecutor saying how does a local prosecutor cut that sort of deal? Well, I think we were all, um, well, I, I know I was enraged by it, and, and it, was, it was a deal cut. Uh, obviously, I wasn't in the room, uh, but I, for goodness sakes, uh, weekends in jail. Uh, it, some sort of punitive nature because I want the next teacher who actually considers doing that to uh, consider that they may go to jail. Right now, they think, oh, I'll just get home detention. There's no, there's no determinant to that. And I, I want people to understand that this is wrong in our society, and, uh, and, and there, are some real, um, there are some real penalties to it. Uh, it seems you have some broad support for this. Yes, and we will pass legislation this year uh, with Senate Bill 200 that um, uh, makes sure that we don't have that again. Uh, on the on the legislation that we we talked about this year is uh, regarding background checks and making sure that uh, not only new hires have to pass uh, background checks but uh, over fi a five year period school corporations have to had checked all of their employees and uh, twenty percent a year is what we what what we're aiming towards and I really believe this is important we need to know who is working in our schools. It's not just teachers, it's school employees. And we will pass legislation this year that uh, all school employees have to pass extensive background checks. One of the major things that the House, uh, the House, the Senate, the legislature does in a budget session is fund education. There's a new superintendent of education, Jennifer McCormick. Uh, give us a little high-level thought, a couple high-level thoughts on some of the things that she's talked about where you think education is going to go over the next couple of years in Indiana because there's going to be some big changes. Exactly. And, you know, she I believe she's going to be so transparent and she is going to work very hard on that board, state board of education. And I'm very excited. Uh, Dr. McCormick, Jennifer McCormick, is one bright bulb. I mean, she is a terrific individual, smart, and um, I'm really looking forward to working with her because – she is a, now a former superintendent, and uh, and that's who we want 
as the icon, if you will, as the leader of education in Indiana, in Indiana that that has actually uh, walked the walk. Uh, Governor Holcomb has also said he will move to make the superintendent a uh, appointed position. Right. Assume that needs the approval of the legislature. It does. There's no yes. assuming to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think the legislature feels about moving that position? Well, there are two sides to that, corn. One is that uh, this is 51% or more of our um, of our budget, of our $30, $32 billion budget, and it's something that we need to um, – pay very atten- very much attention to, that we need the public comment. And so I can see why someone would still want that person to be um, elected. But on the other side of the coin, I, I, I do believe that taking politics out of schools is important. And, and having that person as an appointed person in the office of the governor as, as a uh, cabinet member makes a lot of sense. And so I can see why some of the, our members would want um, an individual elected uh, from from the from the Hoosiers of the state of Indiana uh, as you know, as something you know as an iconic figure for education and to be able to voice and have an independent voice along with um, uh, taking the politics out and just being a cabinet member. So I I, I favor. Uh, the idea of it being appointed. Speaking of new people, there is a new uh, Indiana State Auditor that has been yes. appointed. Yes. Uh, Tara Klutz mm-hmm. uh, from, you mentioned Allen County earlier. She's from up there. She won't remember this, but I met her several mm-hmm. years ago when I worked in the State Auditor's office. She's a great pick, in my opinion, but curious to get your thoughts. Oh, impressive individual. And, and uh, uh, probably the most, if you will, decorated, most educated uh, individual we've had in that office. And I'm very, very impressed. I've never met her but uh, her address to the, the to the inaugural um, throng that was throng throng that was there was impressive, and and I'm looking forward to working with her. You know that a lot of people don't realize, but this Indiana State Auditor's Office, you could argue, is the most important elected office in the state of Indiana. Maybe not the maybe next to the governor, but maybe not because they control dispersing the bills for the state of Indiana. Yeah, and and we pride ourselves on having a balanced budget, and that we pay our bills, unlike. Uh, the state to the west of us, <laughs> and so uh, yes, she plays a, a, an enormous role in, um, in in making government run. Uh, a couple of minutes we've got left here on the program. Again, the uh, program is Capital Happenings with Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt. I'm Rob Kendall. Uh, the roads bill is just circling back. We've kind of hit on the two big topics right now, which are the the roads bill as well as this drug epidemic. What are a couple of the other things that are going to kind of catch people's eye here mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks? Well, you know, it, not to not to make fun of catching eye, but I don't know if you noticed, but on 465 this morning there was an enormous uh, chuck hole. That uh, NDOT, after being after being told that three or four cars were damaged by it, that same morning, NDOT was out there uh, this morning fixing it, maintaining it, and uh, uh, there there are going to be a lot of issues that are going to be discussed, and uh, there always is con- or casino uh, type of issues uh, talked about. There there will be a discussion about uh, mer- medical marijuana. And and uh, it will be a very interesting session with issues that you wouldn't, you know, be prepared to talk about because uh, with all the all the work I've done on opioids and, and drug abuse and drug addiction itself, it, it's um, it's going to be interesting to figure out if there is a, a positive to CBD oil uh, to be used for those that have epilepsy. And so um, I, uh, for my 27th time, I am very much looking forward to 
um, a, a uh, uh, not a rumble, but a great conversation about the issues that face the state of Indiana today. One of the other topics that always comes up, and the cool thing about this show, when we do it each week, we're going to have new things because the state house is an ever evolving and people. Yeah, new yeah, people. Yeah, we're, we're going to have guests on, which is going to be really great. I think you've got a guest, very mm-hmm. exciting, that's going to mm-hmm. be uh, very soon for us. Uh, one of the issues, though, that always comes up, and there never seems to be much traction on yet, it's a hot button topic, is Sunday alcohol sales. Yes. Will we see anything with that this year? You know, there there's been a, a bill filed by Senator Phil Boots uh, that is right now in Rules Committee that is that is uh, chaired by Senator Long. Uh, there are times the Rules Committee meets and and hears bills, sometimes not, and so alcohol is always something that's discussed in the way of it's. Uh, uh, it's uh, being governed, and and uh, it, it time will tell. I would predict that we won't have very much legislation dealing with uh, alcohol this year. I was watching the Senate confirmation hearing for Tillerson yes. yesterday mm-hmm. uh, for Secretary of State for Donald Trump, and I was watching these senators ask these questions, and having been a part of Senate confirmation hearings in on the state level, you guys are so much nicer than those guys, and you're so much less arrogant. I mean, you, so I, I'd say that jokingly, but when you come into a – let's talk about a Senate hearing real quick. You guys really do try to not, most of the time, inflect your opinion into those hearings. You try to gather information. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, Unlike I, the U.S. Senate guys. Well, I, I, I can only speak for us because I don't watch a whole lot of that, but our committee hearings are actually to craft bills. And uh, we, we don't have any oversight over anyone in the administration. And we also – uh, when when I present a bill, I presented a bill yesterday about death certificates with drug overdoses, and and it was a very constructive conversation, constructive questions of the members of the Senate panel, uh, uh, the uh, committee, the local government affairs committee, and, and as well as uh, we had some people come in that really were knowledgeable about death certificates, and and there was there's no hide and seek, it's all out there. We asked the questions and the very businesslike tone and and uh and he held the bill the chairman chairman buck held the bill and we'll come back with a better bill next week or the following week that is why it it's such a privilege to work in the senate is because it's a it's a it's a laboratory it's somewhere where we can work on issues and if we if we're not successful we bring them back ne- this year for the next year senator Merritt, very exciting First episode of 2017. We'll be back again next week, and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. So thank you very much for filling thank us you. in. Happy Martin Martin Luther King Day. That's right. That very right right around the corner there, yeah. coming up on Monday. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's conversation, obviously, if you're watching the podcast, it's on YouTube. You go back and watch us. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Senator Merritt dressed much nicer than I am, as always. But you can watch us on YouTube. We're also available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today, and you'll find the show labeled there. You can download it right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen any time you want. So for Senator Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great weekend. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street. 
next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for five dollars. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.